0: I'm more the Swiss cottage end now. Well,
1: I'd like say Abbey Road, aren't you? Aren't yes. you the the actual Abbey Road?
0: Yes, the actual Abbey Road. Yeah. So yeah. True. I can see the studios from my.
1: Good, excellent. Right. Well, that's a good preamble. I'll cut a bit of that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to stage Cast, episode 5 Richard episode five is it five it, it is it, five it's okay. definitely five and, right. and to all of our keen listeners and there are a number um, it does seem like a long time since we've been here but it's only two weeks I promise you it really is so
0: yeah and we've got to leave enough time for us to both do things exactly like for example
1: I had to make some tea <laughs> well or have things to report back on
0: I was thinking not not that but oh I see.
1: So, how has your fortnight been, Richard?
0: Yeah, it's been good. It's been, uh, it's been, the, the weather's been fantastic. I've been on a cruise ship for a couple of days. I've had a wonderful time, seen a few things, which I'm, we'll talk about in a minute, and uh, um, got an album. Was al- Jane MacDonald there? jane mcdonald wasn't there unfortunately oh, no.
1: crushingly disappointing
0: no no i don't think she would come on this cruise ship it's not luxurious enough for her it's um it's it's a fairly you know middle of the road uh, cruise ship this one that i was on the marco polo in fact it's the one of the oldest cruise ships still operating in the world uh, where did you go went well, from portsmouth to tilbury could you not go by road <laughs> <laughs> it's called a repositioning cruise and it's where they drop uh, passengers off in Portsmouth and they need to get to Tilbury to start their next cruise so instead of sailing an empty ship they reckon they'll make some money by selling it and having it as a sort of you know one night uh, taster for people who might want to book cruises a bit later on so it gives people an idea of what the ship's like and what the company do so ah. it's
1: quite good yeah and of course I am joking because I know what it was and <laughs> I know you've been on cruises before, so you don't really need a taster. You just you're just No, a I bad, just fancy, right?
0: fancied the weekend away. That was all and it was Sounds very nice. So yeah.
1: here we are. Excellent. Well, news and views. I've got a couple of news items I
0: spotted, but why don't you kick off? Well, I was gonna talk about um one of the things I did go and see last weekend, which was Billy Joel. Ah. At Wembley Stadium. People that know me know I'm a I'm a big Billy Joel fan anyway and have been. Me since since the 80s, and I, th- I think I'm right in saying I've seen every uh, show that he's done um, in, in the UK, every tour, I've seen the shows at Wembley, and he used to do them at the old Wembley Arena, uh, and now he doesn't come back quite so often, so he does them at the stadium. Is um, it possibly because he's worried that he keeps seeing you in the audience? Well, possibly. My T-shirts don't fit me as well as they used to for some reason. I think they shrink terribly. It's dreadful, isn't it? Yeah. You need, oh you need God, to try he... the old non-bio. That's what you need. <laughs> but anyway, Billy Joel, um, I think he has the same problem, actually, because his suits look tighter every time I see him as well. But it, um, it was a really, really great concert. I mean, he—he's—he's. He's, I'm going to swear, if you want to bleep yeah. this out when you edit it, you go okay. ahead. His, his first words to the audience were, I haven't got anything new for you, so it's just going to be the same old <laughs> And it was, but it, it was in a very good way. And the thing, the good thing about Billy Joel is that it's two and a half hours solid music. There's no uh, warm up act or anything like that. It's just him and his fantastic band, who a lot of whom have been with him for. You know, since the '80s, and um, hit after hit after hit, and and if you don't, I haven't really listened to much of his stuff lately uh, because you just don't, do you? And I didn't purposely didn't listen to it before I went, and um, it's just amazing how much uh, good material he actually has. Even some of the album tracks that he does, you know, now you listen to him again and you think, wow, well, yeah, okay good good on you Billy um yeah, he's 70 years old he said he's 70 years old so he doesn't know how many more times he's going to be coming back but he certainly doesn't sound it he sounds as good as he did 20 years ago to me the people who were with me agreed it was uh, it was an excellent concert oh he's a great really great
1: performer he's one of my personal favorites as well and uh, always close to the top of one of my playlists
0: mm. can't really go wrong with a bit of Billy Joel no no and he played i mean he didn't he didn't do just the way you are which i think uh disappointed me but i didn't really notice that until i was on the way out because you know all of the other songs uh you, you just don't notice when one's missing but when it's one like that on the way out you sort of note you sort of think yeah. oh he didn't sing that you know but um you can't sing everything can you no and uh talking about big concerts
1: uh, uh i watched a bit of glastonbury at the weekend as well and mm-hmm. uh saw the Kylie uh, set and uh, the TV production perhaps uh, from a sound point of view isn't ideal for various reasons which I'm sure weren't anyone's fault but uh, just the way these things happen but uh, certainly very spectacular
0: Well that's uh, the one thing I would say about Wembley actually, it must be a huge headache to do the sound in there but it, it was patchy it was good at points and uh, not so good at others, but it's a, you know, it's a huge space to fill, isn't it? And uh, yeah. I think uh, I don't think it was quite as bad as the, the recent Spice Girls um, incident because we could hear every word, but it, you were just aware that it's not you know, it's not probably as good as it really should be, I don't think. and um, I don't quite know why.
1: Well uh, I, ha- I haven't actually been to the stadium since well, since it was the old stadium in fact, yeah. I, mean, I saw Elton John and Eric Clapton a double bill but so that was quite a long time ago what i don't like about concerts and this is purely me being an old fart is that i really like a comfortable seat so uh, i don't like standing up
0: well one of the uh, one of the friends i went with was quite impressed because our seats were called uh now what was it club wembley and he said to me before we went he's all padded seats And they were padded seats, but they weren't particularly comfortable, even though they were club Wembley seats. But he was very impressed by that. So I assume they were good ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Um, And in in fact, uh, I will round this off by saying that uh, there has been Rod Stewart has recently done a stadium concert at Milton Keynes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Milton Keynes Stadium. It was a great week, actually, for music that week, because there was Billy Joel. The night after, there was the Eagles. Earlier in the week, there'd been Fleetwood Mac. And then the week before, it had been the Spice Girls. And there was somebody else who I can't really remember. I can't remember who it was. But there was a great week of music. Uh, Bon Jovi. There was Bon Jovi the night before So it had been a a good um, week of music at Wembley Stadium.
1: Well, that's good news. And although that's sort of a a little generous to include that in musical theatre, I think...
0: It qualifies in my well, mind. well, you know, you say that, but I don't know if you know this, but there has been a dance show made of all Billy Joel songs called Moving Out. Yes, I think I did know that. So it is, it is musical theatre.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, hmm. and jolly good and well worth listening Point. to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, on another news front, uh, recently opened at the Lyric Hammersmith, uh, which I am definitely going to try and go and see. And it's not a musical, but it is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen, uh, a production of Noises Off, Mm. which first uh, premiered at the Lyric Hammersmith in 1982. And uh, I remember seeing it, it it transferred to the Savoy um, in about 1983, I think, and I saw it at the Savoy. So I never saw it at the Lyric. But it is, without doubt, one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And if you have anything to do with amateur theatre, of the stuff we've done for so many years you will just love it if, if you haven't seen it already because to be honest it's it's just a, a very regular thing around the amateur circuit now but well, I'm, glad, uh,
0: I'm glad you said that because i'm going on the 11th well you will not have you seen it before no i've never seen it now uh,
1: you will not you will not be able to stop yourself you you will literally die laughing richard oh dear i hope not because i'll well, like talk back on it well, indeed, yeah, we need it to get episode six in the can. <laughs> yeah, but but it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's probably the funniest uh, uh, farce I've ever
0: seen. I've seen a few. Okay, um, I have to look forward to that then. Yeah, no, definitely, I'm definitely going to try and catch up with it as well. Phantom of the Opera um, is doing a UK tour, uh, 2020. It's going to be the original production, so the you know the same production that there is in uh, in London that's been running for thirty. Three years, something like that, I think. Yeah, I think so. The the, the tour will begin in Leicester and it will tour the UK and Ireland. So have a look out for it coming to a theatre somewhere near you if you're not in London. Um, Yeah, that's exciting. There's no news on cast yet, but uh, you know, I think that's a good thing. It's not toured here, has it? I don't think.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, it tours very regularly across the globe. Yeah uh no it hasn't i don't think it's stood here do you know i've never seen it i've never seen the show have you not no and there's a reason for it it's not okay. because of the, it's no the reason was in the early 80s i was doing a tv show at her majesty's theater called live from her majesty's and it used to go out on a sunday night it was light and as the title suggested it was live <laughs> and we we did it there for two or three years uh, sort of in the autumn it was generally an autumn kind of show and then we had to move out and we took it to the Piccadilly Theatre for a, for a season because we were kicked out, basically, because Phantom was going in. It wasn't that it wasn't that I was sort of affronted. I had no worries about that. But for some reason, I didn't go back. To the theatre. I've never st- set foot back in Her Majesty's at all since. Yeah,
0: oh you must. You must get over
1: this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a psychological thing. I think it's just one of those things. Maybe we I just go together. I can. I can yeah. help you through. Yeah. Well, my better half would very much like to go and see Phantom again. So. Well, then yes.
0: Well, you must go. No, I bet. I mean, you know, tour would be just as good. I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, I. I. You know, I would hate to be the one rigging that. That. That chandelier every night well
1: spoiler alert we don't really want to spoil it for anyone who's never seen it but there are some technical things about the show which you kind of think i wonder how you can do that in a week's rep
0: well exactly yeah um but we'll see won't we i guess someone will will report back about it
1: yeah i'm sure i'm sure well maybe we'll get get someone to do a report for us and that'll be Mm. good i'd like to move on to what we've seen ourselves
0: now um do you
1: want to kick off with your your week or your fortnight
0: well i mean the thing i'd like to talk about is uh, the light in the piazza ah um, yes which was on at the south bank center the festival hall um and is there is it only there until friday the 5th of july so um i don't think i don't know if this will go out before then but oh
1: yeah no go out tonight We'll, okay. we'll get it out.
0: well, we'll even we'll, if it does today's wednesday the third you've only got two days to go and see it if you want to um on the back of this review um or not if you don't like the review but i thought it was um a, a charming show i i didn't really know anything about it except that it was it was composed by um Adam Gattell and when you say Adam Gattell in the same sentence you have to say because it's always written like this Adam Gattell the grandson of Richard Rogers right uh, because he is Um, and it's it's a beautiful score and it's just a little bit quirky it's got really great orchestrations and they had a 35 piece orchestra which uh, by now you all know that I love to listen to so we got the full orchestrations and the full effect Um, It's set in Italy, and it's the story of uh, a mother and daughter who who go to Italy, and the daughter um, meets and falls in love with a young Italian boy, and it's basically the story of their their meeting and their romance leading to a wedding, and then something happens, which I won't tell you, Um, but really that's it. It's a very gentle story, not much actually happens but it's one of those where not much happens but in a very nice way um the mother is played by renee fleming who you might know as a an opera singer oh renee
1: not that renee
0: not her no and Uh, she's fantastic i mean really really good the daughter is played by dove cameron who uh, apparently i should should know because she's some, some something to do with disney a disney actress she's played a princess in a disney film i think but i didn't have any idea who she was um but the star for me was the young italian guy played by rob houchin who we talked about last week um uh, with regard to that west side stories program that we 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 mentioned on the on the on the podcast a couple of weeks ago um and he was fantastic um the lighting was excellent. The the, the singing was beautiful. Um, the story was told really well. I just felt it was it was that the festival hall was too big for it. I think it needed to be somewhere a little a little smaller. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it lost something in the in the cavernous um, uh, festival hall. But um, really enjoyed it. Well worth looking out for if it if it comes back again sometime. Um, and I'm sure it will because it's too good not to. With a with a thirty five piece orchestra, was it a subsidised production? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I mean, were the houses good? No, it didn't sell very well, um, and they there were deals all over the place uh, to for, for tickets. Um, and I don't know why. I think I th- I think again because it's something that, you know, people don't know the title even. Uh, you don't know that it's been around since... I think it's been around since 2003, but not here. I think there's been one performance. Somebody mentioned there was a performance at Mountview Theatre School um, a few years ago, but except for that, it hasn't been done here. And I, again, you know, the Royal Festival Hall was charging a premium on this. The tickets were expensive if you bought them through the box office. And so perhaps they just caught a cold on the fact that people wouldn't take a chance. Mm. I don't know. I did did just feel it, it was it was not quite big enough to fill the um, festival hall and that the um, the story was the sort of slightest thing about it, if I can put it that way. Um, the score uh, and the singing and the, the lighting was fantastic. It, it really made you feel you were in, you know, old Italy. Um, the heat, you know, the heat and everything. But I don't know, there was just a sort of little little sort of uh thing about it not quite um not being exciting really it was a it was a nice sto- nice story it was a nice story that's what it was well it,
1: it sounds like if people hear this podcast tomorrow morning thursday if they hear it on friday and they've got nothing better to do it sounds like they stand a good chance of picking up a reasonably priced ticket if they want to yeah. go and see a really nice show i would think so yeah it,
0: it's definitely worth a look if you're into musical theater it's one to tick off and say you've seen Yeah, I have to be honest,
1: when I first saw the poster some weeks ago, I thought it was something to do with a pizza, (laughs) because I misread it from a distance. Anyway,
0: maybe that's why people don't go (laughs) or haven't been going. Well, I like
1: thin and crispy myself.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And, and obviously no pineapple, because that is...
0: I was going to say something about a stuffed crust then, but I don't think... No,
1: no, let's draw a veil. Listen, I've got another bit of news. I knew that I had another bit of news to say, and that is that Wilton's Music Hall this Christmas are going to stage a Christmas carol with a female Scrooge.
0: How dare they?
1: Now, now I know this. Uh, our listeners may not realise why Richard is so affronted by this, but he has, uh, he has given us his Scrooge. I have. And uh, with great effect... I was much uh, too young, of course. You were too. You're probably still too young to have given us Scrooge, but you gave it with great effect a few years ago, um, and uh, I I I was mesmerised by your performance. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was quite interesting. As a few weeks ago, we were talking about company and the sort of gender swap. Is that yeah. this is like another example of that? And Wilton's Music Hall is a lovely place to go and see a Christmas show. Yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. So um, that's one to look forward to. And it's also pretty affordable as well, usually. It They're is. It's very expensive. Affordable
0: and it's on from the 29th of November to the 4th of Jan. I think it's actually uh, a sort of rewritten version because it's called. It's going to be called something like uh, A Christmas Carol, A Fairy Story or A Fairy Tale or something like that. So I think they've, you know, they've tweaked it enough so that it's not just the Scrooge story uh, with a woman playing scrooge
1: it's a nice place to go and see a show
0: it is a lovely place to go and see a show nice bar they do do food before if you want to have food before it's a a place to go
1: so last thursday on what turned out at the time to be the hottest night of the year so far uh jackie and i went to see a production of the wind in the willows oh yes which is styles and drew version of the wind in the willows and we saw it at abbott's langley gilbert and sullivan society Mm. and i'd like to sort of review this in sort of two sections i'd like to do the review of the show as the company did it and then i'd like to talk a little bit about the show as a show because i think if people are thinking of doing this show as a company then maybe some of the things i've got to say is more to do with that than this particular specific show version um it was a lovely evening albeit slightly hot obviously um I've never been to this particular venue. It's Abbots Langley, the Henderson Hall, and it's called the hub at the Henderson Hall. And what it is, is it's like a multi-purpose space in Abbots Langley Village, which can turn into a quite an effective 100-odd 100, 100 seater auditorium. And it really works pretty well. It's You imagine that the backstage is really, really tight, but it's a really nice space because you've got proper rake seating, You've got uh, a nice little bar area and a sort of foyer area and it's incredibly well supported. I, I can't believe how well the, this particular company have done in mobilizing their um, audiences really, really good when I went online to try and book tickets for this show on a Thursday, this was the second night of, a, of the normal kind of five you know show run, mm. there were three tickets left. Wow of 108 seats. So I got the last two tickets together, you know, the last double ticket. And the Friday, Saturday, both Saturday performances completely sold out. And I thought it was a a very lovely little show. Um, It wasn't a show I'm particularly familiar with, although I'm familiar with some of Styles and Drew's other work. But it was really, um, you know, I suppose most people will know them for Honk, which is an Olivier Award winning musical that uh, has been out quite a few years now. In fact, I think I saw it at the Edinburgh Festival. One of its very early runouts, but uh, has now been played by lots and lots of companies, both professionally and on the amateur circuit for many years.
0: Yeah, they also Uh, wrote some additional music for the recent production of Half a Sixpence, I believe. Yes, yeah, Half a Sixpence, Mary Poppins is some of their work,
1: Um, Betty Blue Eyes is their work, Peter Pan, a new version of Peter Pan. And uh, Soho Cinders, which um, people might remember as well.
0: So well, that's, they... uh, that's on in 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 a week or two, I think, at the Bridewell Theatre. is yeah. doing it, Stock Exchange. Oh
1: right, yes. Well, but they are—they've definitely got the musical chops for this. So, mm. it, and it, this is a very new show. It was only written in t- 2016, so it wasn't something that you know you could compare to. Having seen it many years ago, and and so I went with a completely open mind, and it was a very enjoyable show. It it had a very a decent cast. Um, it had some very good principles, and I'll talk a little bit about casting in a minute, but more sort of ab- in a more abstract way. And the book is actually written by Julian Fellows, who wrote Downton Abbey, who created Downton Abbey. <laughs> so, although the strange thing is, is when I sat there. I knew the story so well and i think if you're over a certain age in this country you almost the story is sort of in you by osmosis if Mm. if nothing else there is nothing that surprises you about the story it it follows pretty faithfully the book Mm. and if you've ever read the book or ever seen any of the adaptations nothing is going to surprise you particularly there are some nice little modern touches there is obviously a up general updating of, of the music that has been written with nice dance numbers and all of that sort of thing. Yeah, a very competent little company, really enjoyable night, All bit slightly warm, but that wasn't really their fault. <laughs> and now, if you were going to do this show, because this is a, you know, Abbotts Langley, Gilbert and Sullivan Society, their bread and butter has for many years since the early 50s been basically GNS and this sort of thing. But they've obviously made the transition to doing other sorts of shows, and pulled the community with them, which is great to see. Good. But if, if you were thinking of doing this show, I think one of the things you would have to think about is how would your audience take it? Because it isn't the same as doing a sort of um, operetta show. It, you know, it, it, It's a very different thing. Uh, and it's a very different feel for the audience and that was the only thing i thought about it really was it well received it was very well received in the hall yeah very well received um mm-hmm. it, it it really was c- kind of uh, really amusing as everyone gathered we were people watching we were sitting in the back of the uh, auditorium and we were people watching and literally a vicar turned up with a pint of beer and his son and sort of the village vicar and yes. it was almost as if like there was a whole cast of central casting appearing to watch the show as well an, it's,
0: an episode of Midsummer Murders or something well it
1: was a little bit like that yeah <laughs> I mean I'm not very familiar with Abbott's Langley <laughs> other than the fact that many many years ago I nearly bought a house there but I'm sure it is a,
0: like Midsummer Murders now I'm going to get loads of feedback on that now I hope what Midsummer <laughs> Murders <Telling me> <laughs> Abbots Langley is nothing like Midsummer Murders <laughs> no probably not <laughs> let's hope not it was a really enjoyable
1: show the only thing I would say and it is a very young show of course is that when you look at the book, when you look at the actual musical numbers, there are 16 or 17 musical numbers in Act 1 and there are nine in Act 2. And one right. of those is the finale. And it's it's a little bit, I felt it was a bit unbalanced. Okay. You know, you kind of feel, it wasn't a very long show. I mean, it started at 7.30, it finished at 5 to 10. Yeah. So... I kind of feel, you know, it possibly needs a little bit of fiddling around with to to put the interval in a slightly more sensible place. Maybe that's not possible. But but there's certainly one or a couple of numbers in the first act that could maybe come out.
0: Could you do it in one act? Is it short enough to do that?
1: Uh, You you maybe could, yeah. You maybe could. The one thing I would say, and again, uh, not the one thing, because I've said lots of things, haven't I? What I would say is that it requires some quite good principles. And you might look at it and think this is a show we can do relatively easily because it fits everyone we've already got and you might catch a bit of a cold because the principles are really important and particularly the the obvious roles uh, toad mole rat and badger and particularly badger you really do need quite good performers to do that but it was really enjoyable and uh, yeah it was good next they're doing rudigore so they're returning to their roots at mm-hmm. the Watford Palace Theatre.
0: It's just a one-off uh, move away from GNS, or do they do you know, a GNS followed by something else?
1: I think, as with many companies in recent times, they have um, experimented more with moving away from GNS, although they're still relatively um, GNS-heavy at right. the moment. But they did do Honka into 2013, and they did do carousel they've done i think i saw oklahoma on there previously yeah they did oklahoma earlier this year so they sort of moved around a bit but still their backbone is gns very definitely good for them yeah absolutely
0: i'd like to mention something now that's coming up this weekend oh go ahead just a little plug for our friends your friends and my friends at the chameleons who are doing a uh, production of heidi high if you remember heidi high the uh, the sitcom, it's been turned into um, a stage show, just the same as with Dad's Army. That They turned that into a stage show, and very funny it was. And Alo Allo, which I have actually been in, the stage show of that, which was also very funny. It I was. Think it's, I think it was funnier for the cast actually rehearsing it. But um, um, the same has now been done with Heidi High, and the Chameleons are doing that this weekend, coming up the 5th to the 7th July at St. Urkenwald's Church Hall in Wembley. So if you're interested in that, get on their website and um, see if there are any tickets left.
1: Yes, and also they they have a really, really good um, social media uh, operation. And if you go onto Facebook and look up the Chameleon's Amateur Dramatic Society, which is relatively easy, it's called At the Chameleon's Drama, um, you'll see their social media operation, which includes some... They've done a really, really good little promotional video which yeah. is sort of a rip-off of the original title so it's really really funny
0: you know both of us were involved with the pantos for many yeah, years yeah yeah absolutely to The uh, town hall as well won't we so go yeah. back a long way with the comedians and i'm sure it'll be funny um yeah absolutely like heidi hi Yeah. so um get on and that the, uh, on, their, on their website and have a look
1: and thank you for reminding me about hello Alo because again i nearly forgotten you in that wig
0: um now that's a <laughs> it comment was not a vig, it was a viglet
1: yeah if a uh, comment that will make nothing to anyone who never saw the show but it
0: matter. i find it funny yeah it
1: was it was very funny what else is on the list then richard well
0: i just want to go back to um the light in the piazza quickly just to talk about something that i saw um has caused a little bit of contention in the uh theatrical world um now, at one of, the, one of the performances, not the one that I saw, the um, the actress who played the daughter, Dove Cameron, the you know, the Disney princess who I didn't really know, she was um, indisposed, ill, I guess, and the South Bank Centre put out a tweet, and I, I, I printed it out here so I could read it because uh, it caused a bit of problem. It says... Due to the indisposition of Dove Cameron today, the part of Clara will be played by Molly Lynch at this evening's performance of Light in the Piazza. If you wish to change your tickets from an return- alternative performance, email us at uh, the email address. Now, that tweet went out, and, you know, if you just it. you probably wouldn't think anything of it, but a lot of people who comment on Twitter uh, because they can were very, very upset at the, at the sort of tone of this because it sounded like, um, ooh, uh, Molly Lynch isn't going to be very good if you want to change your performance to see Dove Cameron, you know, get in touch with us. And then... Yeah. And- the south bank Centre subsequently apologised for the wording, which is fair enough. But it, it got me thinking, actually, and and uh, it got the discussion going. Should people who've paid to see a particular person expect to be able to swap their tickets or be refunded if that person doesn't appear? I don't know what you think, uh, Cliff. But this all links into what we've been talking about and, and the continuing thread in these podcasts of ticket prices stunt cast you know uh, casting of star names and things like that if that star name doesn't appear and you've paid 150 quid for your ticket should you expect any sort of refund or other very good point i don't know i don't know the answer well i think one of the problems is the
1: stunt casting thing to be honest because and we've talked about this a couple of times we've touched on this and if, you, um, if you're a uh, impresario, you bring in those sort of people because you want to pull in the audiences who are going to be attracted to those specific artists, mm. then you are sort of opening yourself up to that because you're saying this is the person you're you know, and these people are coming specifically to see those people and if they're not on for whatever reason. Um, and, and actually, in a funny sort of way, Sometimes you're going to make it worse because if you are bringing like a soap star in who isn't really, uh, has not really got the experience to carry eight shows a week as a singer, and perhaps will then, as the run goes on, will perhaps suffer a lot more and maybe be off more often than someone
0: who is more experienced. Well, my mind immediately went back to a couple of years ago in Sunset Boulevard at the ENO because the posters for sunset boulevard at the eno didn't just say sunset boulevard at the eno it said glen close in sunset boulevard at the eno and glen close did miss a, a couple of performances early on i think you know th- two or three or maybe even four and there was the same sort of rumbling about you know we've paid whatever the price was and we want to see glenn close but you know the standing was excellent by all accounts um ria jones ria jones was excellent but people wanted to see glenn close because her name was on the poster so i don't know what the answer is i just thought i'd mention it because it ties in with a lot of things that we've been we've been saying the last few weeks so
1: yeah yeah and it's something i really want to talk about more and as i say i'm trying to set up a a little sort of Roundtable interview session that we can do mm. to talk with people about casting generally, because I think it's an interesting subject, both yeah. pro- in the professional theatre and in the amateur theatre. And of course, in the amateur theatre, quite often you don't understudy anyway. In fact, most of the time you don't in practice. No. And 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 if you lose a really important principle, you often have a big big problem. And I have seen that happen a number of times. I mean, you know, it does. You know, it hasn't happened that often, but. I can certainly remember two or three or four shows over the last 35, 36 years where we've had someone go sick at very short notice and we've had to cover in okay. some way. And yeah. that's either with someone going on with a book or yeah. sometimes we have had someone who can make a reasonable fist of it, but but not often. No, no. Um, uh, and it is very difficult, and, and I don't quite know what you do.
0: No, but none of those people are going close, and none of those no. people are going to cause people to say, well, I've paid £105, and, uh, you know, I want to but see
1: close." <laughs> but it, For me, if I went to see a show, I would be very disappointed, obviously, but i understand how this stuff works and if someone is ill then the understudy goes on and Mm. that's fine and you know i've seen lots of shows with understudies uh, both in principal roles and also in supporting
0: roles uh, i think i think it didn't help the way that they worded their initial tweet because it made it sound oh dove cameron's off do you want to change the date you know and i think that's what caused the the sort of outrage if you can call twitter ranting an outrage and uh and so it got into a big discussion about this and i just thought as we've been talking about it it would be something that uh our listener might want to uh
1: yeah. well our listener please please uh, contact us and tell us what you think mm-hmm. um mail at stagedoorcast.co.uk we'd love to hear from you uh, have you been under study yourself have you been replaced have you been ill and been replaced on a show that would be interesting to know as well
0: and did they um, let you back after you got well again?
1: <laughs> indeed yeah i i think the commercialization of some of these shows this sort of thing is going to happen more and more
0: yeah because it's, it's a can of worms really isn't it yeah so. p-
1: people want a particular product and they when you're paying that much money for the product i kind of get it mm. so i mean i think it's a problem but you know, we'll if just we have to see, see all
0: that. of the things we've been saying over the last five weeks. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe we'll end it there.
1: Well, that sort of wraps it up for the fortnight. So, Rich, what have you got coming up?
0: Well, I've got a busy week uh, this week. I'll have lots to talk about next time. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to see uh, Merrily We Roll Along, which is a uh, student production at Guildhall uh, Friday is city of angels and that's another student production at arts educational and then on saturday i'm going to see midsummer night's dream at the uh, open air theater in regent's park so three things to uh, make notes on and come back to you next time
1: fantastic fantastic yeah i've got a rather busy couple of days of tv productions ahead of me so i, I should think of you particularly at regent's park at the open air theater
0: Yes, I hope it's not too hot. I don't like sitting in the sun. And I haven't got as much hair to cover cover my, my, my burnt skull now. I mean,
1: I the last time we were there, we went to see on the town a couple of years ago, which is a great production, but we went on one of the wettest nights of the year. <laughs> and it, the, the show was stopped about four times because of rain. Yeah. And it literally is. It's quite amusing. But after a while, you get used to the stage manager walking on from the side with her hand up yeah. and everyone just stops. And, you know, we all kind of say, oh, well. I mean, and,
0: they really try their best don't they to keep going and yeah. uh, it's a great place it's really atmospheric in there and so somehow there you don't really mind if it's if it's rained off for some reason you just sort of accept it as uh, as part of the deal really don't you
1: if you get a lovely night there can be a few better places to watch uh, open air theatre no okay well have a great couple of weeks richard we'll reconvene in 2 weeks time for okay show six
0: yeah i'm you know your show 3a has put me all out now i don't know where i am but yes i'm really sorry
1: (laughs) that's all right i'm really sorry (laughs) listeners I'm really sorry but next the next show will be episode six do join us on stage doorcast we love having you do write to us at uh, mail at stagedoorcast.co.uk let us know what you're doing Advertise your own shows, why don't you? Mm. Tell us what you're doing. We'll try and mention as many of them as we can. And once we get a lot of people listening, that might become more difficult. So take the opportunity now. And please tell all your friends about us because we want to try and make this a a thing and we want to try and make it a a growing uh, thing that people really enjoy listening to and contributing to because it's going to be your ideas, your emails, um, your thoughts that help drive the show along. Could people send in reviews as well if they've seen stuff? Why not? Why not send in reviews? Yeah, Re- because we can only cover so much. You managed to get out and about an awful lot to see things, and I, I see the odd thing, but we, even between the both of us, we can't see everything. OK, thanks, Richard. I'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Stage Doorcast. Please click and subscribe and tell all your friends. And why not write to us and let us know what you're doing as shows or give us ideas for future episodes. Our email address is mail at stagedoorcast.co.uk.